Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. everybody and welcome to episode 44 of the communication coach a happy new year to you here we are on january the 9th just checking my watch there to make sure i had the date right january the 9th in 2019 and when we come to the new year many of us look at setting goals goals to improve our lifestyles perhaps or goals to improve our careers or our fitness and our health here in the UK, we have something called Dry January, where you're encouraged to give up alcohol for a month. We also have something called Red January, where you're encouraged to do some sort of exercise every day. And they've linked exercise in with improving your mental health. So it's all about working on your body and your mind at the same time, all of which are fantastic and great. And there are some new opportunities on the horizon for myself this year. I've got a sort of conversation stroke interview next week with a company around some leadership training with communication and other things on the horizon which are really exciting and I'm really looking forward to and it got me thinking a little bit about training and coaching in communication and I wondered if many people had stopped at the beginning of this year and said to themselves you know what I really want to improve the way that I listen this year I really want to improve the relationships that I have in my life and by improving them, I know that the best way to do is, is think about me and how I react and then how I communicate and how I behave. And I wondered, if we don't do that, why don't we do that? Because when you look at the way we interact every day, part of being a human being is our communication and our behavior and the way we think ab- and feel about things. So I was thinking about when I go into these new training environments, these new coaching environments, talking about communication, what can I teach people? What will really benefit them in their life? Not just in their leadership life at at work, but also in their role at home or their role in society with other people, friends or just acquaintances or complete strangers that you might meet on a day-to-day basis. And for me... What I've come up with and what I believe to be true is that it starts with you and me. And that until we understand how we work as a person, then we're never going to change. So let me just explain a little bit more about that. So I have done some bodybuilding competitions. I had a bit of a midlife crisis in my 40s and decided that I would take it to the extreme, see what I could do and go on stage in a blue glittery bikini, four-inch heels, and fake tan. Now, for those of you that know me personally, you'll know that's completely out of my comfort zone. I'm generally in flat shoes and comfortable. I'm doing that inverted comma thing. I don't. I still don't know why I do that. Uh, comfortable clothing. So for me, that was something different and something very new. But because I wanted to change my body shape, I had to be very aware of how my body shape was and what I looked like, and how I walked, and how I presented myself on a stage. All things that I hadn't even thought about. All I'd thought about was getting fit, getting stronger, changing my nutrition and my diet. And habits, uh, there's a lot about habit forming 
on the internet at the moment because we're in January and with people setting new goals, it, it is about habit forming. And there are different theories around changing your habits and how that works. I'm not going to go into that in this episode, but people say you change your habit in 90 days. Other people say it takes 10,000 hours. Personally, I just believe it's on the individual. But the thing is, it's all about choice. And it's about making a choice on a day-to-day basis until it becomes an unconscious behavior. So training for a bodybuilding competition starts off quite difficult, especially if you've never done any training before. You have to change your mindset. You have to change the way that you eat. You have to change the way that you train. Uh, The gym is a very lonely place, I can tell you, at 10 p.m. on a Friday night where (laughs) most sensible people are at home with their families. Sometimes that was the only time that I could train, and it is quite obsessive, and you become quite obsessed about it. You end up counting all your calories, your macronutrients, which are your proteins, your carbohydrates, and your fats, and you watch everything that goes into your mouth, especially as you come to the latter stages before the competition. And you become very self-aware. So you recognize your eating habits. You recognize how you behave, especially when you're dropping your carbohydrates. That can affect your behavior. And that takes time, but it takes concentration. If you're learning a new skill, and it can be any skill, it takes dedication on your part, and it takes time to form that habit, and it takes self-awareness about what you're doing every single day. So eating especially. So if you're looking to lose weight, often if you're with a company or a trainer, people say to you, look, track what's going into the body in the first place. So you become consciously aware because a lot of eating is unconscious behavior, smoking. I used to be a smoker many years ago, and it's an unconscious behavior. So you'll reach for a cigarette without even thinking about reaching for the cigarette. And I read Alan Carr's book, How to Give Up Smoking Permanently. And what that book does is it makes you conscious about your behavior and why you're having a cigarette and what that actually means to you. Because until what you're doing becomes conscious, I believe you can't change it. And it's the same with your communication. If you are not conscious about the words that you use and the way you communicate with other people, then you will continue to communicate in the way that you've always done. And if you don't consciously make it a, a decision, so if you if you don't say, right, I want to change, I, I am making a conscious decision to look at how I communicate and I'm going to change, then nothing changes and you end up just lapsing into old behaviors. When I used to teach the communication, uh, the, sorry, the hostage and crisis negotiation course, it was two really intense weeks. And I would say to the student, this isn't just about communication. This is about you. This is a personal development course. You're going to find out a lot about yourself over the next two weeks and about how you interact with people, the words that you say. And, and you're going to be challenged in a constructive way around things that you had never even thought about before because we just spend our lives using unconscious words, using unconscious behavior. And it's not until we stop and take stock of how we communicate with each other that we are able to change. And it's not easy. We often think that communicating is easy, but it's not. And it's called that softer skill. I know why it's called a softer skill. I don't necessarily agree with the word softer because I think that it's such a powerful tool that all of us have. And if you think about the best leaders in the world, it's their communication that draws you to them. When you think about Winston Churchill, you think about the speech he gave before Dunkirk, before 
we uh, before the civilian ships went over to Dunkirk and rescued lots of the people that were in the military. If you think about um, other great leaders, Martin Luther King, you know, it all starts with that speech. And the actions and the changes it all start with somebody's ideas which are formulated into words and then spread across the world. And that's how powerful communication is. But until we understand how we communicate with each other from a personal perspective, nothing can change. And it's interesting because it's sometimes hard to take that feedback. You know, we all say we're open to feedback, or we don't all say it, but you often hear people saying, I'm very open to feedback, yeah, give me some constructive criticism, I'll take it. Now, I believe we are open to feedback, and the only way that you learn is through experience and somebody's telling you, because unless somebody tells you or shows you, you never actually know. So unless, unless some, uh, if you said something to somebody and they just walked away and left it, you would never know how that had impacted on them. If they stopped and told you, in simple phrase, non-aggressive, non-attacking, words to the effect of perhaps, I don't know if you know this, but when you use language like that or use a tone that you've just used, this is the impact, this is what I translate that to mean. Now that's my translation and I get that that might not be what the person meant. But often when somebody challenges us, what happens is we get that complete pushback, that little bit of defensiveness whereby we'll go, oh, no, that's not what I mean, or, or that's not so stupid. And, w and, and we go automatically into unconscious speaking. So we're not thinking about the words that we're saying. They're just coming out of our mouths, and then we just have that conversation, which can sometimes then lead to high emotion, and, and that often leads to a row. So before you know it, what's happened is you've had a perfectly normal conversation that's led to a row because of the defensive behaviour of the other person, when actually the, con the, the criticism or the feedback, let's use the word feedback because we don't like the word criticism, the feedback that person has given you is just about how they perceived what you just said to them and how they interpreted it. And, and it's not necessarily meant as a bad thing like bad feedback it's just feedback but we are very defensive by nature because we do like to be right as human beings we like to listen to be right and we like to be right so when we talk about improving and we talk about communication and we talk about influence and negotiation you know I, I talk now I'm out of the police and I say to people oh, I was a hostage in crisis negotiating and people are like, wow my god that sounds really sexy that's amazing well the reality of it is it was a great job, don't get me wrong, I loved it. And the experiences that I had were amazing. But it is hard work. It's hard work listening to people, properly listening to people, not having your own agenda. It's hard work being with a complete stranger for a number of hours and building a relationship. It's not easy. And then when you bring that into everyday life, I was having a conversation with Meg, who's now 12, and we were sat around the table and we were talking about conversations. And I was talking about her and her mum because they're both very similar personalities. And I was saying it's going to be interesting as you grow up um, because you're very similar to mum and that you're going to have conversations where you probably clash in the future because your emotions are, are going to get in the way. And she said, yeah, I, I understand that and I, I know when I'm getting emotional, but I can't stop it. It just kind of happens. It's hard. She said, Nick, it's hard. I said, yeah, it is hard. So when... I teach communication 
I can tell you all the tips and tricks. I can tell you the amazing things you can do with influence and negotiation and the impact you can have on changing people's lives. But it starts with you and it's hard work. And when, when the students left the negotiation course after two weeks, that was just the beginning. When I left my negotiation course after two weeks, that was just the beginning of the learning. I wasn't a rounded and formulated negotiator. And I still had tons to learn. And every day when I talk to people in the garage or the coffee shop or at the gym, I'm still learning and I'm still learning about the way that I talk and communicate and the impact that it has on others and how I can change that. And often I go into unconscious behavior, unconscious communication, where I don't think about the words that I say. And then I'll see the impact it has on somebody, and I'm like, well, hang on a sec, I've said something there, and perhaps I need to change the way that I've communicated that and spoken to the other person. And the other thing is, for me, I believe, especially this year, in 2019, is the world is changing constantly. We are born as human beings to have interaction with each other. And you can make a difference to somebody's day just by being kind, but it has to start with us. So until we become aware of what we're saying and what we're doing and really start to think about that interaction and start to let go of our own ego and start to let go of our defensive behaviours, and change the way that we are with each other so that we're, we're far kinder and more tolerant and understanding of how we all go about our world, then we're not going to change. So forget about the sexy stuff. Forget about the influence and changing and manipulation and persuasion and all those other tricks that people will tell you about because they're easy to learn but they don't work unless you're genuine. And they don't work if you're not interested and doing something for the better and the improvement of another person. And people will see right through that. So think about your goals this year. And I'm just going to reflect on improving that communication and improving your relationships and how how understanding yourself will help you to have a better year. It will help you in your relationships at home and at work, with your kids, with strangers. And so really, when we talk about new year, new communication, and learning a new skill, it starts with us. And if we want to see, coining the phrase from Gandhi, if we want to see the change, then, then we have to be the change for the better. We have to be the change in the world that we want it to be. So it's about self-awareness and about understanding why you're emotional and how your emotions affect your behaviour. And we'll talk about that more throughout January. So thanks for listening. Hope this has been helpful and I'll catch up with you next week. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Comms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon.